When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, you guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Playoffs in full tilt, full week of the games went down. It is the Temple of Who podcast. Best time of the year. This is Christmas for us, as always, joined by Kings and Jordan. What is up with you two? What's hot? What's popping with y'all? Talk to me. Pretty good, man. Man, you know, Jordan, Jordan has a Mariners hat on, so I'm trying not to be too mean to his bucks. He's repping the, the greatest MLB franchise in existence. So, well, um, I mean, uh, Jason, <laughs> we're being completely honest, bro. We both knew the Bucks were live, live to lose. I know. I know game one. He's 30 piece, man. <laughs> We are joined, a uh, friend of the pod. Usually have him on two or three times a season. First time we had him on this season. Uh, Vinay, my guy, what is going on with you, my guy? Laker fan, uh, the Laker fan you love to hate. Like, <laughs> what's, what's going on, with my guy, man? That's good. What's what's up, fellas? I'm glad to be back on another season of Temple of Hoop. No time is better than playoff time. I agree with you. It's Christmas time for us. This is the best part of basketball right here. Right, right. Uh, Benet doesn't tweet as much as he used to, but he does do those live playback rooms along with Raj during like Laker games and catch their dope analysis and breakdowns uh, actual during actual games. Uh, so that's where you can find him most of these days. Um, let's hop right into it, shall we? Let's do it. Lakers go on the road, go up 107C. Lakers beat Memphis 128-112. Uh, Lakers come out. Back and forth game, Lakers blow it up late. Get a big, this is probably one of the best defensive games I've ever seen Anthony Davis play. 22 points, 12 rebounds, 7 blocks, 3 steals, and a controversial charge, I guess now it is. <laughs> In retrospect, yeah. um, Austin Reeves was the closer. Kind of hilarious. Uh, I was saying that. Uh, I thought uh, a couple notes from me. I thought D'Angelo Russell played a really good second half. After an uneven first half, uh, LeBron struggled offensively uh, at times, but defensively was probably his most engaged game in a minute. Uh, you can tell he was locked in on both ends there. But the story for the Lakers, Rui Hashimura. He was nuts. Absolutely oh, bananas in the second half. 29 points, six rebounds, and true <clears throat> Rui fashion, only one assist. You love to see it. Um, five for six from three. You can tell it was the Grizzlies' plan to kind of let him shoot. He made them pay. Um, Darvin Ham spoke to how he had taken him out of the rotation, kind of going rogue with the rotation, just kind of experimenting. Said that Rui responded like a true pro and stayed aggressive. He actually wanted him to be more aggressive. So, you know, definitely felt the dividends here. And now you're the guest. We'll start with you. Just um, on the Lakers side, before we get into what happened with the Grizzlies side, they have a big development on the Grizzlies slide. But from the Lakers side, um, Things you saw in this game, good things, uneven things, things you want to see continue. Uh, go ahead, bro. 
Yeah, I thought I thought um, the Lakers sort of cut down their rotation and they played like everybody at like the right amount of minutes and stuff like that. And um, like Rui was phenomenal in the second half. Like he just he just came in and he just kept shooting. Like he came in sh- like shooting the ball like he knew they were going to leave him open and he had to take him with full confidence. I thought that was a really, really the big difference between that first half and that second half. And I think you mentioned it like D'Lo. I got in trouble for something I tweeted at D'Lo after the playing game. Like, like D'Lo, like that second half, he picked it up. Like he wasn't having a good game. And then, and then that third quarter, I think he had like a little like seven zero run yeah. where he just kind of did it himself. And then you get Austin just closing out the, the way that he, he closed out that game, that behind the back pass off the baseline attack. That was nuts to see a guy. It's crazy to see a second year undrafted free agent player, like to be doing the stuff that he's doing. And you have LeBron and AD on the team, and he just kind of takes over the game like that. That's kind of that's kind of nuts to see. But um, I think story of the game is part, one of the stories. AD's defense was crazy this game. <laughs> Man. I like I, we haven't seen a, a a defense like that in a while. Like there were there were some sometimes where like Ja got in the paint or he wanted to get in the paint, and he's just like nah. He just like kind of turned around and kicked it out and stuff like that. But his defense was phenomenal. That small ball unit of Rui and Braun at the four five. Braun was blocking shots. He was playing defense. And honestly, if you're a Laker fan and if this is supposed to be Braun's feel out game, because I know a lot of Braun folks say that, like the game one's feel out game, you couldn't you couldn't write up a better feel out game, Braun. Yeah. Like he neither AD nor Braun really had to do that much on offense. So I mean that's that's what you want. Kings, your thoughts on the Lakers side, brother? Yeah, great. Uh, great game. I thought they were gonna lose this game. You know, Bron did play his feel out game on offense, but I mean the others talk about the others. I mean, Dan's got into early foul trouble, but he he still had a great game defensively. Did a great job stick, sticking on Jaw. Same with Bando. Great job making it tough. Um, yeah, and Rui, Rui. I mean, he's playing with a lot more confidence. Man, I had some Wizards people were telling me this is what they envisioned the type of play style he he needs to play like, not forcing stuff. Uh, it's great because he does like you don't want him to hunt that mid range shot, but that's the fact that he has it. So it's like it's like okay, he's making his threes. They're taking him off the three point line, but it's like like even if you think it's a fluke game and you say okay, well we're not going to give you this easy look. It's like he can still get points other in other ways because he has a versatile skill set. So that's what I think makes it makes him very dangerous in terms of getting better because he actually can score in a variety of ways, and you know he is aggressive going to the paint. So. Great on him. I mean, Reeves, hey, man, me and Maples have said it, bro. I do not care <laughs> about no 15 ballers life, mixed team. I don't care about none of those handles, bro. I don't care about none of those handles from Mr. Jordan Poole. I, I want the guy who he plays under control. He knows how yeah. to get – and he can get a stop. He can get a stop when it matters, bro. I'm not worried about, oh, am I going to start bleeding points. He can get a stop on the game, bro. Like I, I'll take give me that every time, man. Y'all can keep the highlights, bro. I'm good. You know what's funny? Before I give it to Jordan, it's funny. I just look at the minutes played because it was a to the wire game. Reeves played 31. Poole played 20. That th- this is also the second game in a row, right? Like we we saw Dennis, <clears throat> we saw Dennis close out that Minnesota game next to Reeves, and then today we saw D'Lo close the game out next to Reeves uh, in in this game. So like Ham is seeing the same thing. He's like, this kid can finish. He he'll do whatever I ask him to do. It's almost like he's like that third guy, right? And, and I also want to say, um, me and Kings have been Darvin Ham defenders over the course of the season. Yes. I, I I will say this: 
he did an excellent job scouting a self scout for the Lakers. Absolutely. He looked at the Lakers and said, "This is what Minnesota's going to do," and he was prepared for every wrinkle they threw. I say hard double at AD and Bron. This is the counter. Uh, I thought he had Vando. Vando's activity off the ball. Uh, he's not just being a guy in a corner yeah. offense. His cutting and slashing off the ball was key. Yeah, uh, they obviously told Rui, "Hey, be prepared to let it go. They're going to double, bro." So be prepared to come in and shoot. And also the rotations. I thought the Suns were really on point. That's probably the one sticking point that I kind of agreed with people that needed to be tightened up. I felt like every sub needed to be made at the right time. And I think he hit that button uh, uh, 100% today. So uh, just an excellent Darvin game. Obviously the playoffs is a game to game. How do you adjust? So we'll see how it goes. But I thought A-plus for him there. Jordan, you're the outsider here as far as the Lakers go. What did you see? I mean, uh, as a Gonzaga truther, you know, I'd love to see Rui, Rui uh, dominate like he did. He is a Gonzaga fan. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was awesome. But, uh, you know, can he continue to shoot five or six from three? I don't I don't know if that's sustainable. Um, and that's going to be huge. But, I mean, if you're if you're a Laker fan and you look at it, it's like, man, we just got almost 60 points combined from Rui and, and Reeves. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we're not going to get that again. But we're we're definitely going to get more from LeBron and AD. Right. So yep. If you look at it from that perspective, like I look at it from an outsider's point, and I'm just like, I don't know if the Grizzlies can hang, dude. You know what I mean? And I I felt like this series was like the first team that won a road game was going to win this series. The Lakers won the first road game. They won the first game of the series. So I like the I like the Lakers to win the series. I just think they have too much, and especially if Jaws hurt. And he can't go another game. I, I I think it's totally brutal. The loss of Steven Adams is massive, dude. Yep, yep, yep. I don't think that's that's talked about enough because every time uh JJJ goes that on um, weak side defense and to help, I mean it's just offensive rebound. They Lakers plus eleven in rebounds. You look at every every playoff series this weekend, the team that won the rebounding uh advantage won the won the game. Like I said, the game changes, the philosophy changes. That will never change because it's all about possessions at the end of the day. Like extra, that's, extra possessions, man, makes a huge difference in that. That's never going to change. Uh, Jordan mentioned it. Let's segue right into it. Um, huge development outside of that. The you know, John Morant looked to, to re-aggravate at least uh, a wrist, a wrist, hand injury. Uh, the the photo on the landing did not look uh, good at all. Oh. Prayers to John. Never want to see a superstar taken out of a game or anybody, but definitely not a superstar taken out, out of a high leverage situation on a charge that AD took. Um, I have not not mixed feelings. Like uh, you know, I, I'm an advocate of the mid range pull up or the floater uh, there, but that's a different whole different conversation. Um, I personally, I, I think the Lakers in six anyway. If John doesn't play, I think they do have the best backup point guard in in, in the NBA, in, in Tyus Jones. I think he's in that conversation, so he's good. They might be, they might squeeze one out, but you, without Adams, Ja, no Brandon Clark, no Brandon Clark. It's like at, at some point it becomes a, a war of attrition, and I, I just don't see how the Grizzlies, you know, stay competitive for long stretches in this series with that happening. Um, I, I hate to. You know, don't want to be that guy to call it after one game. But if Ja doesn't play, another uh, I another, go five instead of six. Another piece missing too is Zaire Williams. Yeah, yeah. See, just this the, the their front line is decimated. Yes, yeah, this absolutely, absolutely decimated. I, I I don't think 
It's a very competitive series without Ja. Um, he was actually playing well. Efficiency. He turned it over a lot, but I felt like he was scoring efficiently. He was he was uh, giving the leg a little bit of fence with his penetration, which was expected. I think we yeah. all said that his point of attack, uh, his ability to penetrate was going to give Lakers trouble. I think we all saw that. It was just a matter of how they were going to mitigate that. Um, just without Ja, uh, Kings, I go roll it back to you. I just don't think they have a chance. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you already knew Jaw was going to struggle anyway, um, just with the way the Lakers defended him, who they had. But now it's like, yeah, man, his hand, is, that was bad. It was bad. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's like high, that's just high flyers, man. It's, it's the danger of high flyers. It just takes one bad landing. You know what I mean? It just takes one bad landing and, and they're out, they're hurt. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, you hate to see it, but you know, um, it, it was crazy because like he had a he had there's one there's one on with AD where he tried he saw AD come in he thought about dunking but you know he, he shifted to a layup and this time it was just like you know what he was just like F it. I'm, I'm gonna just go I'm gonna just go for it I'm gonna go for it and, and see if I get it it's just it's like come like, you know what I mean you can't just be jumping over everybody jaw you that mid that floater that mid range. Like it, 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 it saves you. It opens up your game. And it protects you. But you know, like you said, no Clark, no Adams, Zaire being out. Like Jared Jackson, man, all all praise to him, man. He he, he balls. He balls. I mean, that those buckets on Brown were not easy. He worked, and I thought, you know, there's no way he's gonna keep this up the whole game. And he did, bro. He he kept attacking. He kept doing it on both ends, like. Great, great guy, but man, I mean, it, it can't be just him, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> just him and then Tillman, like, it's come on, man. It's like, you already know Dylan Brooks is going to shoot him out of game. <laughs> it's like, he, he's overcome, he has to overcome Brian AD and Dylan Brooks. Like, it's just not. Yeah, I saw Kings retweeted that first Dylan Brooks three with 20 on the shot clock with a hand in his face. I was like, we here, baby. <laughs> we here, yes. yes. <laughs> that first three with 20 More. on the shot clock with a hand More. in his face. <laughs> More, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. It, it, it sucks for Grizzlies, man, because a front court team like the Lakers, bro, like a, a dynamic front court team, that is, it's not happening, bro. Like, Rui, Braun, AD, they can get easy looks all, all series. It's, this, this, it might be a sweep, bro. Like, I mean, it, there was there was a point in the game where they were double teaming Rui because he was so hot, and then he found Reeves for a wide open three. So I was just like, all right, man, if you can't even guard Rui one on one, then we're you guys gonna be in trouble. I just say that right. they 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 well, you know what I can't even say that because they were healthy outside of Ja when yeah. they stole one from the Warriors last year. So they like so we'll see what happens, but yeah, not good. You want to see guys healthy, but you know, I think Ken, the, the main thing me and Kings is doing this pod the last couple of years. We we like. The main observation is like whoever's healthiest man is often going to give themselves the best shot to to keep winning. And the Lakers, like they dealt a lot of injury stuff early, right? And just they happen to be the probably the healthiest team in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, by some crazy, you know, happenstance. Um yeah. Let's and move then, and, to and, and, oh. I was gonna say they're not getting rid of the charge. So whoever's been tweeting, I'll, I'll <laughs> say it, like whoever's been tweeting ban the charge, that's not happening. Like unless you want to turn this game into football, that's not happening. They're not banning. We're, 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 we're gonna we're gonna get to that later. That should yeah. be a fun one. <laughs> Moving on, uh let's stay in California, Northern California, go back to the Bay Area, uh NorCal battle, Sacramento, the three seed underdog, uh upsets the Warriors, Ab's going off the books, man. Jordan, Jordan, the Kings are the underdog, right? 
Yeah, there's still the other dog. Yeah, see, yeah, see, yeah. Today, dude. Uh, yeah, see. Plus one thirty two. They were plus two fifteen. Yeah, see. Plus one thirty two. Yeah, so they defeat the Warriors one twenty six, one twenty three. Um, twenty nine point second half from De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Warriors just cannot stay in front of them. That was just the 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 have the breakdown of it all. He created havoc, and then when the midi started falling, it was just tough. Steph Curry. Uh, finishes with 30. Our choice is shot on that uh, shot to tie or go ahead. The run, the running three, under three. Yeah, that was <laughs> uh, very odd. Clay Thompson, 21 points, eight to 19 shooting. Clay talking big in the post game said, I will not miss nearly the amount of shots I will if I get the same looks. Okay, I take before I pass it on, which is why I, I don't that I don't think the Warriors would be in trouble with the reason I think it's a long series. I don't think Sack played particularly well. Which is why I think it's a long series. You got Murray one for five, uh, Kevin Herter three for twelve. So you got two starters going four for seventeen. Neither of them made a three. Oh for eight uh, from three. Obviously, I don't think Monk is going to average thirty two for the series. But a serious issue for the Warriors is they can't contain Monk and Fox off the bounce. Mm-hmm. So you could put GP two on Monk, Fox go crazy. But GP two on Fox, Monk goes Probably. crazy. The problem with putting GP2 in the game is in their offenses. Uh, That's what I'm saying. You play GP2 and Dante, can't play pool. Your 100 million guy is supposed to be your third score. So it's 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 going to be an interesting uh, balance of how um, Kerr handles the substitutions. The Warriors, uh, the thing I noticed, they were plus 11 when Steph played. Steph's had 11 minutes. They got absolutely obliterated the minutes he sat. That was tough. I don't think he got, I think I don't I don't think he's playing under forty next game. It's, it's you can't, you can't go down too well. Game though, bro. I know I'm saying but I, th- I think he's going over forty is what I'm saying. I don't think he's playing forty eight. Um, Kings, you were kind of with me on this. Everybody was like, Kings, no experience. Uh, it's gonna be a, a wipeout. Where's gonna hit the switch? I was like, I don't know. I've been watching this team all season. I don't think it's gonna be an easy series. Um, what was your take on game one, bro? Man, it's. The but the, the the Kings can play, bro. Uh, yes, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of Dudge fans like, oh, Monk will never play like that. But we, Monk's had multiple games this year where he's gone for like 30, 40. It, That's him, Jr. Smith. It's like, bro. It's like that's why I'm like, I'm not. I don't think you guys. Are, that's like, in my opinion, I'm, I'm looking at their tweets. I'm like, I'm not sure y'all watch Sack this year. Like, yeah, I agree. They like if they go on the road, they're not playing like that. I absolutely. 100% agree. That's why I got this as a long series. I think everybody's going to win their road game up until that pivotal game seven. But it's like next series, like next game, like Keegan Murray, he can go off. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, Herder, he can get hot. You know what I'm saying? Like Sabonis can start complaining. But like, it's, they still put up what, 120 plus? You know what I mean? Like, even despite 126. Sabonis, like, even despite Sabonis playing, like, they can score in so many ways. Like, I don't know what this. I don't know what going like. It's a lot of it's a lot of arrogance from Golden State fans. Like, bro, they just think the Kings are gonna lie down or something. Like, they've been putting one twenty on every team all year. They're not about to just stop scoring just because you're a warrior. <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not gonna happen. But you know, I, I still think the Warriors should be should feel good in the sense that, like, even if the Warriors go down uh 2 I would still take the Warriors in games three and four. You know what I mean? Just because the way they right. play at home. Right. And how I don't trust Sack to go in that environment and pull out wins against the defending champs. But it's like if if anybody thinks, oh, game two, 
it's fine. We we played a bad game. Sack not gonna play like that. If you think that's gonna happen, don't be shocked. They put a one thirty on your ass. Like it's not. <laughs> it's not sweet, bro. It's not sweet playing sack, bro. It's not. So, real quick before I go to Jordan and Vinay. So my only thing is, I, I agree with you with the home thing. I just sack was a damn good Rome team this year. They are. That's the. Really so I, I, I really think. <laughs> I mean, the Warriors gonna have to win one on the on the road anyway. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had to win two. Like if Sack went into Golden State and stole one on a, on a fluke or a, or a crazy late ending, that wouldn't shock me. They were a good road team, best road team in the West, right, Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, that 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 wouldn't surprise. So I like this is going to be a long series, like to, to me at least. Um, yep. Nay, what do you, what, what is your take on the series? Uh, what you see in Game One? Yeah, I, I was I was probably the only person in my friend circle that picked the Kings to win this series, uh, but I picked Ooh. like the Kings in seven to win this series because I I thought both teams would just win their home games and then ah, okay, okay, like, okay. they just push go go to game seven and then Warriors haven't been good in game seven or on the road in general. Um, but yeah, game one it was just like it honestly just felt like the Kings were just the thing. I don't, the only way I can describe it is like they just keep playing the same style offense. They never stop, yes. and it's just like. <laughs> If the defense comes through, great. If the defense doesn't come through, whatever, that's fine. So Sabonis has a bad game, so they stopped going to Sabonis. And kudos to him because he kind of like – he didn't try to force it too much outside of like very obvious possessions and stuff like that. But they're like, all right, Monk's got the hot hand. Just keep feeding him over and over and over again. So him and Fox go off, and it's exactly what you described. Like I saw them put Kaminga on Fox. I saw them put Wiggins on Fox. Uh, and then I saw them put GP2 on Fox like – they're trying. Like it's not like Golden State's not trying something different. It's just they were having trouble with it. And then what you said was right. Like they put if they put GP two on Fox now. Monk Monk has a guy that he's probably faster than getting to the rim or scoring or something like that. So it's I just thought I just thought Sacramento just kept playing. Like they they never got. There was a point in that game where the, I th- I feel like the Warriors went up like eight points or something like that, and I was like, oh, I, I felt like everybody on the timeline said, oh, this game's over. Like Golden State's gonna put this game away. And then the Kings go on a run and take the lead back. And I was just like, this team just doesn't stop. They just play all the yeah. way down. And so, you know, it's 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 a young team. That's how they play. Jordan, who'd you have in this series? Oh, bro, I was I I toss and turn. You know, oh, yeah, I, yeah, okay. I talked to Kings about it. I was like, bro, you know, I trashed the Kings all year. <laughs> I kind of got to put my money where my mouth is. But you know what? At the end of the day, like, this is the worst matchup for the Warriors in the sense that a the Warriors can't win on the road, and b the Kings can win on the road, mm. and uh, you know shout out to OG uh, Jr. Uh, Goodman, y'all know Ricky Goodman. J. Ricky J. <laughs> you know he he said, bro, like Mike Brown, he knows the Warriors. We need they're gonna run up and down the court and they're gonna tire out the Warriors because he knows that uh, Mike Brown knows Curry can't play forty eight minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. He knows. Uh, Clay can't play 48 minutes. And what the Kings do totally offsets what the Warriors can do because they stretch the floor and they make you guard in space, dude, because they have five guys that can literally stretch the floor. And, uh, you know, Vinay kind of touched on it with Sabonis. He wasn't good offensively, but what did he do? He crashed the boards. Yes. yes. He was great off, uh, on, on hustle plays, dude. You know what I mean? And, like, that's a huge difference, bro. And you have to be able to win the glass to win a playoff series. I think the Kings can win this playoff series, bro. Um, because at the end of the day, the Warriors can't win a game on the road, Jason. <laughs> they, they're, they're like nine and what? 
nine and twenty nine on the road, bro. They're terrible. I just I picked the Warriors in seven just off the pedigree. I, everything, all the data screams Kings, but I was like, you know what? They won it last year. They got Wiggins coming back. I have that much respect for Steph and Clay. Like bro, it was all, Kings it was all like intangible. Bro, will, at the will, end of the game though, part of a champion stuff. Jason, at the end of the game, they were like, okay, Wiggins. Make this shot. They let him shoot. They're like wide open. He couldn't hit an open shot. And the crazy part, Barnes hit his. That was a funny, yeah. like poetic justice. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Harrison Barnes Revenge series yeah. <laughs> really was. Uh, but man, the Kings are uh, as much as I've talked shit about them all the year. Sorry, I don't know if I can say shit. As much as well, I talk, a little hoop is for the kids. Remember that, baby. But I mean, like, isn't isn't that word like nationally? I okay. Anyway, anyways. They've been. I've I've talked a lot about them neg- negatively that they're bad defensively, but at this point I'm just like, bro, they're so good offensively and they can just affect a game so, like in so many ways offensively that it it offsets their deficiencies defensively, dude. And usually you don't see that in the playoffs, but we saw it in this game. You know what I mean? And maybe it's different in a different series against a different team, but against the Warriors. I mean, Mike Brown. He's he's been there. He's seen the Warriors. Like he knows what they're gonna do. And like, honestly, I I I feel like the Warriors. I mean, I'm sorry. I feel like the Kings are gonna win this series, man. Like, I I agree with you guys. Like, the Kings could win a game in Oracle or whatever they call it in Chase in San Francisco, the gentrified version of Oracle. <laughs> but man, dude, like. Can the Warriors win two road games? I don't think it's possible. I really don't. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I got. I still got what? Like, I'm holding on to all the intangible, nostalgic. You know that Rudy Tomjanovich hard, never underestimate the heart of a champion. Jason, tell me I'm crazy right now. De'Aaron Fox. If you consider Steph Curry a point guard, okay, whatever. De'Aaron Fox, the best point guard in the NBA. I think he's in a conversation. I mean, I, I've been higher on D Fox than most. I was like, you guys just don't watch Kings games, but that guy is special. I've been, I've been saying this. I think uh, if he's not on that first tier of point guards because of his playoff success, which is fair, I think that's fair to do. He's right on that second tier. I think people underrate his shot making too, man. You can't yeah. tell me because you know, uh-huh. some people put HGA over him. You can't tell me SGA going to be hitting some of these threes and. <laughs> He's not hitting those, and, and there's a sub and there's some bonus here. You know, what I mean, SGA not gonna be able to just take that rock, you know, and, and start hunting for free throws because you got to play <laughs> off your big man with the with the with the with the uh, king. So it's like I'm not sure, you know, like we, I'm really we, not sure. We don't need to trash SGA now, but I'm not trashing SGA. You I'm just saying it's the style of play, style of play, style of play. That's the guy that people said that Fox can't be over because you yeah, know, yeah. the first team he's the one blocking Fox. So and I just asked people, I'm like. How can you do that, kid? Like, at what point does winning the Fox, the fact that Fox is leading a three seed in the West oh, that has gosh. never been the playoffs and who's performing at a high level all year, like, how can you reward SGA because he's possibly the individually better player and he scores more? But it's like, Fox is impacting winning, bro. Like, he's literally yeah. closing yeah. games for them, bro. Like, I, you can't say that his game is best not the reason. In, best coach player in basketball. You know, and, I just, 
And you y'all know how much I love SGA. Right, 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 right. I know, yeah. You know he's a I better mean? individual player, but for this season, like Fox is. First I don't team. even know if that's the case. I Fox might be the better player. You know, my first team guards are Spider and uh, in in Fox. I, oh, I, 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 I have Fox on my first team. All yeah. I was actually shocked. <laughs> hey, Maples, I got them both too. If you go from games play, winning record, and production, <laughs> yeah. they're the first team. I don't care if the if other guys are better than them. Like yeah. that's just not how yeah. you can do it, bro. Yeah, exactly. You have to exactly. Go yeah. What they did this year. Like, we we are here. He's, we he's are actually here just just from. I don't know if you guys have looked it up, but I remember I looked up towards the end of the season, cleaning the glass. I looked up Fox's stats. Shooting from different areas on the court, he's he's shooting career highs almost across the board, uh, from how, different how spots on the court. How is Luka Doncic's first team? Can somebody tell me that, please? <laughs> hey man, let's get started. That, this this pod will run thirty <laughs> minutes longer. Oh, my already know. He's, <laughs> white, he's white. Like, what is going on here? Bro? This pod will run if I get because oh, I'm gonna tell you, it's, it's been so many players, maybe not to the level that Luka did it with the stat stuffing, but it's guys who've had humongous stats. And, and we just rested off because the team stuck. Like, nah, that's not the team stuck. Like, why? Well, okay, and why didn't Bill, why didn't Bradley Bill make it? <laughs> that's team? what I'm saying. I'm, like, Bradley like, Bill, on, bro. Like, this, this, this is ridiculous. The bro. biggest two for me were Bradley yeah. Bill, and then when Demarcus Cousins was putting up like 27 and 15 a sack, and they were like, nah, they stink. It's not. It's not real. Like, DeAndre <laughs> Jordan, like, okay, bro. Yeah. Oh, okay, bro. Like, or, yeah, okay. Like, you yeah, gotta be right. white. You gotta be white. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, dude missed on, the playoffs man. with Kyrie yeah. Irving. He first team. Right. Yeah. Like, that's gonna be. I. I. That's gonna be a. That, they, were be, hey, they were better with Kyrie and without him. Like, I that's know. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. It's gonna. That's like, gonna they be were better when he was not playing. When that hat drops, that is definitely gonna be a subject of discussion on on the pod. Um, let's get back to these offs. Biggest game of the day. Obviously, people were excited to see. Uh, Suns had not lost with KD in the lineup. Went against the uh, Clippers. Clippers go into Phoenix, steal game one. Lots to unpack here. Uh, first of all, I'm going to say when I put that I picked the Clippers because I felt like Kawhi was the best player in the series. People treated it like it was sacrilegious. <laughs> and I was trying to tell you, I'm like, I was like, you can say whatever you want about Kawhi, a part-time NBA player. He had a hiccup in the bubble. But if you look at his whole playoff resume, the man is different when it's time to get to the chicken. It's like maybe a couple guys I'm taking over. Maybe. And one of them is 38, so I don't even know at this point now. That's all like it's maybe a couple guys. So that's the first thing I want to get out the way. With a couple guys you're taking over him, please. Um, but I just saw Giannis go 50 in the closeout finals game, bro. Like, all that, right, that's that all I need here. My head. All right, we good, we good, we good. Uh, my thing is I also saw what Boston did to superstars all playoffs last year. And Steph just demolished their historically great defense. What's Steph going to do against the Kings this year? We'll see. I mean, he had thirty in game one. We'll I think he's got he's got a couple forty bombs in this in this in this series to me. To me, oh, he's like twenty threes. I I tweet about how I don't love that. I think he needs to be more diverse in his shot profile. But I'm, I love Steph. Um, I love me. But um, yeah, KD twenty seven. I thought KD had a rough start, but he got a great. Second through fourth quarter. Um, yep. Chris Paul, two for eight, seven points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds. Book, 26, and three and one. Aiden, 18 and eight. Um, the Suns got absolutely nothing from the bench, which is what we all said when we saw coming to the series. I think the Suns, the, the Norman Powell, 14, man, double figures, 10. Plumley, seven points, 11 rebounds. So 
I think the Clippers got a lot more out of their, their auxiliary players. Um, Russell Westbrook had the most impactful three for 19 game I've ever seen in my life. Ever. He was killing ever. the Clippers offensively, but he was making the Suns work like hell on defense. I have never seen him defend like that. It's funny because I was thinking about Kings. I said this a few times when Russ was like, he was like, something gets into Russ when he sees Kevin Durant on the talk on the other side of the floor. <laughs> he he so, they, they put him on. They didn't even think twice. Tyloo put yeah. him right on Kevin. And, and uh, the way he him. fought, he fought around screen. He just he knows how to contest KD, bro. He fought, goes uh go fights around those screens and jumps to contest KD at the apex. Like I thought yeah. that was like really you could tell he had really like studied that. Um they played together for a yeah, very right. long time. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of one-on-one battles at the end yeah. of those practices. Um, let's go back the other way. Jordan, I'll start with you. What was your takeaway uh, just from this game, game one? Yeah, you know, I, I tweeted with Kings. I was like, bro, Westbrook shot the Suns back into the game in the third quarter, bro. Like, <laughs> he missed like seven straight shots, and it, it brought the Suns back in there. But at the end of the game, dude, he really – he did the, you know – the small things to help his team win, bro. He crashed the boards and he was great defensively and great players tend to do that when they can't affect the game scoring, they find ways to affect the game other ways. And Russell Westbrook did that. Yeah. And that was huge, dude. It was yeah. the, it was the difference in this game, to be honest. Yeah. Real quick, before I go back to 11 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, three blocks. And for me, the big thing with Russ, only two turnovers. Yeah, has been like the stickler. So go ahead. He was massive, and uh, you know, I kind of feel the same way about Devin Booker too, because Devin Booker was great defensively too. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. That was, a, that was one of the best defensive games I've seen from Devin Booker, and and uh, unfortunately, yep. uh, they got this guy in Phoenix that played for the University of Arizona, number twenty-two, DeAndre, <laughs> Aiden, uh, who against the University of Buffalo, the Buffalo University, the Bills, uh, when they played them in the tournament. You know, he couldn't beat a team with a guy larger than six foot four. Uh, so it just so happens that nothing's changed. He <laughs> isn't, he has no heart. Uh, and that's the oh, big man. difference in this game, in this series, dude. If DeAndre Aiden doesn't show up and if he doesn't realize, yo, I'm seven foot one, I'm a great athlete, I could score at three different levels, uh, this series is over, man. DeAndre Aiden is the difference maker. And that was the biggest difference because. He was so soft, bro. I'm telling you right now. He let oh, yeah. Westbrook rebound over him. He let everybody. He was the reason why the Suns lost his game. And I hope Monty goes to the board. He, I hope he shows him the film and is like, bro, look at this. You stunk, dude. You hey, suck. Hey, well, Jordan, Jordan, you giving the PG version. You know if we got Coach Rich on here. He going to give the I just Yeah, I, I, I thought – yeah, I mean the main minutes were. I just the more they like. I think on a deeper level, that stuff down the stretch was was tough. Like I, I saw Gordon go right through Aiden's chest a couple of times for layups. Like that's what that he made was that, terrible, that, Jason. I just think the, I think the bench is a bigger issue. Like anytime they take one of those starters off and go have to yeah. go to have two bench guys on the floor, they get ate up, bro. They can't. And, they, they probably can't sit those guys. But Jason, you uh, you cannot sugarcoat how bad Aiden was. I'm, I just he <laughs> Yeah, and I just, I just, yeah. Please go ahead. <laughs> I mean, TJ Warren has to play. Ross has to play more, bro. Like, you, you need scoring. You can't rely on like Devin, but like, I can't. I couldn't even. 
it's funny because you know it's like I picked the Clippers to win. You know I want to get Joseph, but I can't bad mouth KD and Book. I mean they play with heart on both ends of the floor. Like I'm not gonna just slander just to slander. Like they play great basketball, but. I mean, when you have NPCs off your bench, like it's hard to go to war when you, you know, I mean, you bring in a knife to a, you, you bring in a Swiss army knife and your opponent got AR-15, like it's not, it's, you don't have a chance, bro. So you can't really blame them. But yeah, man, the Clippers, I mean, Russ, boy, I, I remember I said this to the Laker fans when, when, when we got rid of Russ or they got rid of Russ and it was like, he went to the Clippers like, it's a better fit. And I told, he's not, yeah. bro, Russ is not a scrub, bro. Like just because. He plays a certain way and it doesn't work with certain teams. He's not a scrub. This is a Hall of Fame player. And you saw it. Great players make plays when their shot is not falling. That's what Russell Westbrook does. He has other ways to impact the game. That's why despite the inefficient ball, he's been on competitive teams because he can impact winning in a variety of ways. That's what makes Russ special. And you kind of saw it. I could be in a tweet. I said, honestly, you might be able – Russ might be more reliable than Paul George is your number two option, bro. Like, I, that's why – it's a reason why a lot of – it's a reason why a lot of people – it's a reason why a lot of people felt comfortable picking the Clippers with no PG because people look at Russ <laughs> Wow. Like, you know what? Damn. Hey, Russ is going to give you 125%, bro. You don't have to question Russ Hart. He's not going down like no punk. Like, it, it's sometimes with PG, the, the skill, we get the skill and all that, but sometimes you, you, you're you uncomfortable with him mentally – when it get tough, but like you saw what happened when it got tough. You saw what Russell Westbrook crash boards, lock up Devin Booker one one. Like he's not running from nobody, and that's the type of that's the type of people you need to go in the playoffs. And hey, shout out Paul George though. He knew Russ was one of them ones. Paul George had you know he he had the mental when he said, "Look, I'm not this certain type of guy." So it's like bring in guys who are like that, <laughs> bring in guys who can help us get to that level. Because you saw what happened when Russ was playing like that. The other guys on the Clippers are feeding off of that. You know what I mean? That's one of the things we worried about. Do the Clippers have the leader? Do the Clippers have the guy? That's Russell Westbrook. That's Russell Westbrook, bro. He's the guy who gets them riled up. He's the guy who's going to get everybody ready to go in war and ready to put it on the line. He leads by example. So it's like, that's why they got Russ. And you saw it in this game, bro. They don't win this game without that type of guy, bro. It's, it's, Thanks. It's Benet, uh, Benet, what'd you, what'd you, what'd you think about game one? Yeah, I, I thought I thought this game was crazy. It was like at one point it was just like shot for shot the entire way for like six seven minutes straight until the end of that game. And uh, yeah, I agree with Kings. Like um, when Russ got bought out, like I kept tweeting him. I was like, "Don't go to the Clippers. Just go to any other team, but the Clippers. Don't stay <laughs> in the West Coast." And people were like, "Oh, you don't want him to go to the Clippers." I'm like, bro, like he's a veteran minimum player now. Like his, it's cost, thank you. Cost it's you the nothing. cost. It's the cost. It's yes. gonna cost you nothing, right? And <laughs> and um, you know, like he took 19 shots today, but it's like no Paul George. He's probably not shooting that much if if PG's on the floor or somebody yeah. else is scoring. Yeah. I, I want to bring this part up because I I think people don't realize or they may not. This may become a discussion point soon. So the Suns went six deep. Only six people played more than 10 minutes in today's game for the Suns. <laughs> Kevin Durant played 45 minutes, okay? He only sat for three minutes. Kevin Durant had 15 shots in 45 minutes. Uh, Kawhi Leonard played 42 minutes. He had 24 shots. If I'm if I'm a Suns fan, I'm probably looking at Monty right now and saying, all right, a lot of people. I need to, like, what, what's going on here? Like, okay, even, even Book. Book yeah, had 90, like, he was 10 like for 19. teaming in KD. Sorry? No, but, but, bro, it's not even just that, bro, because – it's then the, the Suns have had this issue where people have been upset with how ball dominant Chris Paul gets, bro. And, 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 the, and it doesn't help that Bridges leaves and Bridges goes over to the Nets. He looks like this. 
KD leaves, comes back, and now you have people say, hey, can we run offense through Kevin Durant? Yeah. Like, why are we not running offense? Like, that's not that's not coincidence, bro. Like, it, it, why mm-hmm. are you running pick and roll with Aiton, who we know is pathetic when it comes to having heart, and Chris Paul, who's like 5'11", old <laughs> as hell, and his legs are falling off the bone. Like, it, Give, give your ball to Kevin Durant, bro. See like, the traffic cop no, tweet. Did you see the traffic cop yeah, tweet? That was, so that, traffic, that, he's, a traffic, he's a traffic cop. I have yeah. to direct. He's a control freak, bro. He's a control freak. That's yeah, so I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Monty making that call and, and calling those pick and rolls or if it's CP like just getting the freestyle of the offense. And so that's the number he's calling. But dude, KD can't shoot 15 times. Like KD needs to be shooting at least 20 to 25 times if you're playing 45 minutes almost the entire game. Or else, well, why'd you trade for him? Yeah. I will say this, he did get um, 10 free throw attempts, so those are, you know, he was getting fouled, being aggressive, and he also had 11 assists, so there was a fair well, amount I'm of saying, like, game. dude, they're, they're doubling him, dog. He's fucking passing the ball. He has a ton of... Well, that's, well, that's, that's fair, but we're talking about, like, when the game's on the line, why are you having Chris Paul run pick and roll? There was a lot of high pick and roll yeah. with Aiden CP. With you're, not even let, you're not even letting KD touch side. the rock. Like, like, like it's, it's one thing you let KG touch the rock, they double and he passes to an open yeah. guy. And that, that's a good offense. But it's like, you're not even giving him the ball because, oh, he's going to be doubled anyway. Let me run this high pick and roll. It's like, yeah, come on, man. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I I know I know you and Jason hate this, but uh, Chris Paul is probably the greatest point guard of the last 20 years. Oh, my God. George, and, he, is, uh, he, is, he is 30, what? I don't care, dude. He he makes the right decision. He makes the right plays. What has that gotten him? Gonna get. He's gonna get these guys in the right position, dude. He lost to Corey Brewer. (laughs) (laughs) He lost to Corey Brewer. At the the end of the day, dude. Like the biggest problem of the Suns is that they couldn't rebound the basketball. Yeah, that that was definitely an issue. Yeah, and and Chris Paul was getting boards. I'll give him that. He was fighting. He was fighting. I'll give him. I'll give him that. And he's five eleven, six feet tall. First of all. It's late, so but, <laughs> but don't think I didn't hear that best point guard in the last twenty years. You know it's the, true, Jason. No, it's not, bro. No, it's not, who's bro. better? No, it's not. Who's no, better? Not. Who's better? A player who didn't lose to Corey Brewer. It's <laughs> not. It's the, he's, who's it's not. better all, than Chris Paul? Jeff is the second greatest point guard ever. That's Jeff isn't a point guard, dude. He's a here we go. Here we go. Uh, he's here better we go. off ball. Chris Paul is the greatest point guard. Don't don't. Guess guy. Guess guy to dribble the ball up the court, pointing the finger in the air, talking about run. 72 flat with a side pick. Scream it out flat. Ball to Kevin Durant, please. <laughs> come on, come on. Chris Paul's off, also way better all-time defender than, than Steph Curry. I don't want to go here, though, but... Uh... Brother. Hey, hey, I'm just saying, he better not lose to Russell Westbrook, man. Don't, them, them, <laughs> them comparisons going to be crazy, man, on the offseason. No, those so comparisons should be... Those... No, they they did a lot they, of narratives are on the line, Jordan. A lot of a lot of legacies are on the line in this series. Yeah, man. All, all, all I know is KD got to shoot more than fifteen. Like it, yeah. that, that fifteen shots is nothing. That that's, that's role not player good. shots. You can't be doing that. Vinny, all right, let's 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 uh let's head Making east for let's head let's head east for a minute. Um, Jordan, your Bucks. Oh, God. Uh, we got some got some uh tough news today. Uh. I expected them to lose game one. I put that wouldn't surprise me at all. They have been known to put up game one stinkers. Chicago, Orlando with the OT, with the a bad Miami team a couple of years ago, and where they blew wiped them out for the rest of the series. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but Giannis Antetokounmpo on a Brook on a Kevin Love charge uh, hurt his tailbone pretty bad. Had to leave. 
could not return, tried to come back. Well, so so much in pain, could not continue, could send him out. Bucks win one uh Heat beat the Bucks 131-17 in game one. Jimmy Butler, 35 points, 11 assists, five boards. Uh clearly best player on the floor. Yep. Me and Kings are to have a little separate view on this. I don't think the Bucks can win this series without Giannis. Kings thinks they can. Um start with you, Jordan. These are your guys. First yeah. of all, what have you heard about the injury? What did you read about it? And secondly, uh, how did the Bucks have to adjust play style wise to, you know, survive in this series or keep stalling it out um to get Giannis back? Um, I mean, I don't I don't know Giannis's status other than that, you know, his x-rays came back negative. It's a contusion, which is a bruise. So I mean it's basically how much pain can you play through? Mm-hmm. It is a lower back though, and we know with a uh, you know, the back is – if you're not comfortable with your back, dude, uh, you basically – that's the most important part of your body, right? Um, with that being said, um, the Heat, 27th in the league in three-point efficiency all year. They shot over 55% from three today. Don't expect that to uh, continue. There's obviously some regression to the mean coming with that. I have a theory. I have a question about that. I know you're gonna say, "Well, Bud leaves." Uh, I'll say, "Me, me, and Kings. We've all, all three of us have noted Bud's defensive philosophy." Yeah, Do you think, but I'm like, dude, even- they're, not, they're, not, they're obviously not going to shoot sixty percent like they did today from three. I just think, "Do you think they could shoot at a higher clip than they normally do with the way?" Well, the I mean, Bucks the the, the Bucks shot like what 10 40? <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, Giannis is not there to create the sexy looks they're accustomed to. Doesn't matter, dude. They're not gonna yeah, okay. Okay, okay, okay. They're not they're not gonna shoot that bad. Um, do I like that they're not gonna have Giannis maybe for the series? No. Like that's obviously a huge I mean, Giannis is the best player in the world, so that hurts your chances. But at the end of the day, you're right, dude. Jimmy was the best player on the floor today. That was why the Heat won. He created a lot of open looks for the Heat. They knocked down open threes, and that's why they won the game. But I don't expect the Heat to continue to hit shoot the three like they did today. Um, I think without Giannis for the series, I think the Bucks should be able to beat the Heat. If they don't, it's a major red flag. Uh, and they obviously, you know, Giannis should probably uh, ask for a trade on the offseason and, and go to a better. Oh, team. that is a big leap. <laughs> I mean, how do how do the Bucks improve, dude? Chris Middleton has is on one knee; he's washed, dude. Basically, uh, he was great today, but I mean, like they couldn't get a stop, dude, because the Heat just kept hitting everything. But I, I think the Heat, I think the Bucks have enough because I don't think that he can continue to do what they did from three, basically. Okay. So I think the Bucks can win the series without Giannis. Obviously, with Giannis, I think they they wash the the Heat, but. I agree. I thought they they would lose this game and then win the next four. That's what I thought was going to happen. That's why I picked Bucks and five uh, Kings. Yeah, man. I mean, like someone my mutual said, who's a Heat fan, the Bucks actually play the Heat better without Giannis for whatever reason. Uh, um, they when they play without Giannis, uh, they start they move Bam around a lot a lot more offensively. Uh, instead of the you know with Giannis, it be it's pretty simple. You know, I mean, he's going to drive. You got to stop the drive. And if you don't stop the drive, you don't give help, he's going to kick out. But Bam's one of those few players who actually, as we know, can play Giannis straight up. So that kind of makes it 
tough on Giannis to get his bread and butter going. But when Giannis isn't there with uh, with at least against the Heat, the Bucks do a good job of, of making everybody play in space because now they start you know moving the ball around, attacking everybody from the outside. But uh, you know, it, it, it's it's hard for me to gouge the Bucks. I need to see how they come out game two because they always play bad game one. But no, they're a one seed for a reason. I mean, they're used to playing without uh, Giannis. Uh, the Heat offense is is generally awful. I mean, yes, playoff Jimmy's a thing, but so I mean, you talk about NPCs on on the on the on the Suns. It's some NPCs on the Heat, but granted, they play better. Vincent, you know, shout out Strews. I watched Strews Summer League twenty twenty one. Was he was burning the house down? He's still doing it at the professional level, but uh, a, a bit, they're gonna miss Tyler Hero, man. Um, nope. they're gonna miss him. Uh, it was already an offense that struggled to score. Him gone, you know, you can you can exploit Duncan Robinson and uh, and, and some of those other guys. And I think, you're, the, you know, the offensive trade-off is not going to be good enough for them. I think they played a great game one. But I think ultimately, you know, that's how Coach Bud is. They go vanilla game one. They wait to see what the other team does before they do any type of scheme change. Um, you know, he it's, it's funny. That's Bud's default. You, you kind of saw Ham go right out the gate. This is what they like to do. We're going to take this away. It kind of makes you wonder who was the guy doing that for Bud during that title run of, you know, seeing what guys like to do coming in the next game with a proper plan. I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how Bud changes things uh, now that he's seeing how that he played them. Because I think for me, the Bucks just kept running what they do. They didn't try to adjust to anything that he were doing. Uh, you know how it, everybody keeps asking why the Bucks give up so many threes? Why do so many teams give up A-plus threes? I mean, that's how they play, bro. You know, what I mean, that's how they play. They they they're mad. They're the math give up the threes. I, I actually like that Ham went away for that. I mean, one of the things that showed me Ham was serious in the the Grizzlies game. If you saw Tyus Jones was in with Kennard, and he put Vando on Tyus Jones, and he put Dennis on Kennard, and that's when I knew he was serious because he's like, you know, we're not letting you get these shots. Mm. You know what you, you know how you like to play. And we're not letting you get them off. And Coach Bud is gonna have to do that. He's gonna have to at some point be like, look. We know how you like to play Gabe Vincent. We know how you like to play Strews. We have Brolo in here for – we have Brolo in the paint for uh, Jimmy. If Bam's going to hit jumpers, God bless y'all. Go to the go to the next round. But we are not letting Strews, Vincent, and Robinson just take practice shots. Like, we're not doing that, bro. Like, you're going to have to win against our defensive player here candidate. You're going to have to have Jimmy beat his man beat them and have band hit jumpers all game. Like that's how you're going to beat us, bro. Like you're not, we're not letting elite three point shooters get practice shots. He He's going to have to do that. Like for them. To mm-hmm. One thing real quick to the Brooklyn Bam part, like they obviously were like, Brooke was sitting off Bam all day. He was like, bro, if you're going to, if you're going to beat me shooting a 12 foot jumper, I'll let you beat me. And Bam knocked him down, dude. You know what I mean? Like he, he beat him. So I think that is a I think that is an adjustment. Obviously, they're gonna have to make. They're gonna have to put Brooke on him more. Although Bam has been pretty terrible offensively for the last four months or so. He's got um, an injury. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about that. It was like he's not fully one hundred percent. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, th- I think um, we'll see what happens with Giannis. But like, I think you guys have already touched on all of it. Like the Bucks know how to play without him. They play they play without him a bunch of times before. I don't think they shoot twenty four percent from three. Like the next game, I don't think Miami shoots sixty percent from three. Like the next game either, they'll probably adjust a little bit. Maybe the co- the coverages get tighter. 
Look, Jimmy's playoff Jimmy's a real thing, but there's also an inconsistent playoff Jimmy. Like he'll put up 38 one game, and then the next game yeah. he'll put up like 15. So yeah. like this, yeah. I you know you never know. Sometimes kind of what what you get out of him, but it I think the series could go either way. Obviously, if Giannis comes back, I, I would lean towards the Bucks. Obviously, but you know them losing Her- Miami losing Harrow is a big deal. Like how much are they going to lean on Kyle Lowry? Like do they lean on him more? You know. He's been kind of up and down this season too as a player, so we'll we'll see what happens. But the, the series could go either way. I, I think the Bucks can handle uh, the Heat without without uh, Giannis. One other thing mm-hmm. I want to touch on too is that you know outside of Jimmy, Tyler Hero is their only source of shot creation. They have nobody else on that roster that can create a shot outside of Hero. Jimmy. Hero's done for the season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. losing Hero is huge for them. I have right. to tell you, Heat fans, I'm not they're not happy a guy got injured, but they like that team better with Hero off the court. Um, <laughs> this is this is another thing too. The Heat shot 18 percent better than their expected efficient field goal percentage in Game One, based on factors like shot location and shooter identity. Uh, this is based on uh, second spectrum. Uh, so basically, based on their shot quality, shot creation. Their sixty percent shooting is going to going to regress, like we all like we all think that it is. Okay, we'll see. Math, baby, that's math. We'll see. We'll see. Playoffs, anything, anything can happen. You know damn well they ain't shooting sixty percent from three again. I just said they'll shoot higher than you expect them to because of the way the Bucks defend. That's all that I was saying. Um, last other close game we had. Uh, I really want to touch on King because he's been alluded to this all season despite all the good stuff they were doing. Got to give him his flowers here. Cavs, Knicks. Uh, I I watched that game. I thought about, man, Kings was talking about this all year. Um, the Knicks effectively turned the two bigs of the Cavs into a liability because of the lack of spacing. Uh, that was a big issue. They still got uh, Randall was really – you know, giving him was a handful for Mobley on the glass. He's just so much stronger than Mobley. He was making a real tough and rebound. The Knicks out-rebound the Cavs despite the two bigs. Outscored them in the paint despite the two bigs. Uh, Gar- um, Brunson is definitely a difference maker compared to last year. Despite Donovan Mitchell's 38, Knicks win. I picked the Cavs in this series. I don't know if enough happened for me to change it, but my – Eyes are slanted at that series. My interest is peaked. Kings, what do you think about that series after game one? Man, like I was saying, bro, you, it's <laughs> hard to play both of them because, you see, if one of them could shoot threes at a high level, I'd be okay. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, if this was – it's funny because if, like, if this was Laurie at the four and Evan Mobley at the five, like you feel a lot more confident in the Cavs, right? Because it's like, right. okay – they got the wing who could score from the perimeter and also be a, a re- good rebounder, have great size in Lori. Now allows Mobley to to be more effective inside where he's best. But it's like it's just hard to do, man. And it's like Mobley's so good defensively now. Um, you know what I mean? Like it, it's like <sighs> that that trade was tough, man. To to see how Lori <laughs> developed. Um, it's just tough, bro. It's tough because now people are saying, oh, Garland has to leave, things like that. And it's like, man, I mean, you have to look at the Cavs, the way they're set up. 
I think if anything, you gotta get to get a wing. You gotta get off Allen and and, and get a wing, and then sh you have to challenge Garland to, to be better defensively. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, granted, you know, Brun Brunson didn't cook like that, like crazy, like crazy, but he still had a good 27, made big shots. Um, you know what I'm saying? Tough, good leader. Yeah, man, the Cavs, Donnie. He's gonna be their go-to guy, you know. What I mean, it's that that front that backcourt is small, bro. It's small. Yeah, I think, I think I, yeah, that's what I, I think. It's it's a tough because the two bigs become a necessity because the the guards yeah. the the backcourt is so small. Um, hat tip to Cole, Cole like the Cavs Twitter was on his neck. He was like, um, he was suggesting a Garland for Brandon Ingram trade. He was like, they need to get off. They need to get a wing badly and give Donnie the keys. And I know they they was on his neck for that, but he was like, I saw this coming. Shout out to homie Cole. He was like, they just they gotta they need a guard. They need a wing badly. Um, yeah, they got nothing for the Cavs. They got nothing from the wings. I don't know if that's gonna change because that's been like nah. that all season. Uh, the front line can't get be on the glass like that. Like Randall's a thing about Randall. He could be inefficient sometimes, but what he's gonna do every night is hit the glass. And I think that's where Mobley has to get a little tougher uh, in game two. It, that was really bad. He can't get pushed around like that uh, on the glass. And they got to contain Brunson a little better. I mean, he makes some tough shots. So sometimes stars just going to be stars. But I think they got to make it a little tougher for him in the, in the half court. Um, what do you think about that series after game one? I mean, to King's point, getting rid of Lori, I think they expected – Evan Mobley to expand his offensive game. I mean, this is a guy that has shot over 35% from three in college, right? So, like, you expect him to be better. And, like, he was good off the dribble in college. I mean, I'm a USC guy, dude. Like, mm. watch this kid. Literally, as a kid, I've seen him grow and expand his game. Like, he's going to be much better. I think the problem with the Cavs, dude, is, like, he's not given the opportunity to expand his game because they're the hard oriented dude. Like it's like uh Garland and, and Mitchell, they, they initiate the offense, they do the offense and then, and then Mobley and, and Allen are just there. Like he, they, I think the Cavs have done a, a they're they've done a travesty to this entire process. Right. Mobley should be a lot better than he is, and he should have a lot more touches than he ha than he's had. Yeah, I but think Garland's got Garland's got to be better. Uh, I saw John Rivers was was like that's bad basketball. Uh, Forty three minutes, uh, seventeen points, one assist from your point guard. I don't, I don't think that's going to cut it in a in, in, <laughs> in, in a playoff setting. Mitchell, um, Fourteen for 30, 38, 38, 38 points on thirty shooting possessions plus the free throws. He's got to be a little more efficient, I think. But the uh, problem, Jason, you can't do the all this in the playoffs. Like this yeah, that's <laughs> you should have been doing throughout this course of the season. Yeah. But now the Cavs are in the they're in the playoffs now, and they're like, okay, now we got to figure out how to how to initiate offense. Like it's not gonna work, dude. Knicks yeah, are just yeah. And they got to rebound better from the guard spot, man. I just, I think, I just, you know, Crowder didn't get a rebound. You got guards coming off the bench like Josh Hart had seventeen and ten. Uh, you know what I mean? You know, Josh Hart's one of the best rebounding guards in the league. The best, 
the best. If you look at like the the advanced stats as far as yeah. guards who rebound and trap, he's the best rebounding guard in the NBA. Yeah, Villanova, Jay Wright. <laughs> you sound like Ricky G. <laughs> I'm telling you, um, bro, Villanova, Jay Wright, he, he just develops good hoopers, bro. All right. Before I go to the final time, I just want to say shout out Kings. The the Timberwolves didn't get it done for you tonight, man. Very, very rough game one. <laughs> the worst offensive performance. Yeah, they just they just got to get a little more organized. I'll chalk it up to altitude. We play two playing games. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll come back game two and, uh, and I'll have a real analysis because right, what I saw was pathetic. That's all getting the split, dude. Right, but I do want to get this on wax. We discussed it lightly um, before we hit the record button here. Um, so because of the, the two guys that were affected by it, uh, two superstar players, Ja, probably done for the series. Uh, praying he's not. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Giannis is obviously going to be hampered if he does come back. Uh, charges two bang-bang plays. A lot of advocates are pushing for banning the the in-the-key charge. The, you know, I just want to go around the horn, get your quick thoughts on that. You know, if you're not all for banning the charge, any adjustments – that you would make to try to mitigate that or just, you know, if your takeaway is this is a sport and there's a, you know, in every sport that's contact, there is a, you know, chance you might get hurt. You know, that's just unfortunately how, you know, physical activity works. Um, you know, I know that sounds cold, but it's kind of is what it is. Uh, <laughs> Kings, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on, on, on the whole ban the charge uh, thing that picked up steam today? All tweets too much is moving the masses, man. <laughs> he's 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 a he's a he's at the forefront. He's a pioneer of this agenda. It's funny because he's the he's one of the same guys who, when it comes to football, he'll let you know. It's like, hey, what do you want? They can't play touch. He can't, can't play two hand touch. So it's like <laughs> funny to see him advocate for this removal of the charge because, I mean, it's a contact sport, man. Like, if you're a high flyer. Nobody's telling nobody like the, or, or don't people complain that Giannis needs to start running into guys like isn't that a complaint right isn't 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 it the complaints like man Josh stop trying to jump over everybody like it's like like you you, you can't just let guys just go unimposed if you take away the charge John ja Morant averages thirty five Giannis averages thirty seven Zion averages thirty three thirty five <laughs> on seventy percent shooting like. You have to make those guys think twice about de- attacking you every time, and the charge does that. Because now yeah. it's like, I may cost my team a possession. I may hurt myself, hinder myself, wear down my body. You get a foul. You know what I mean, like I can't just get in and be and challenge this unopposed if somebody's willing to stand in front of me. The charge keeps guys honest when it comes to driving to the rim. I, I mean, you saw it with Devin Booker in this game. Right against Team Man, he made some big took some big charges. You saw what Russell Westbrook gets DeAndre Aiden and some other guys take some big charges. Like it keeps guys honest, man. You can't take away contact from a contact sport. Basketball is still a contact sport, man. Ooh, but hey. Yeah, I, th- I think the whole band of charges thing is stupid as hell or stupid as heck. Like <laughs> keep it kid friendly. Like I think it's it's just dumb, man. Like it just it, it, even if you take away the tactical part of the charge. There's literally no way to stop and uh, stop a, like an offensive player. It's already hard to defend offensive players in the NBA today, especially with how skilled some of these guys are. SGA, Fox, Booker, KD, Kawhi. Like, can you imagine like what's going to happen if you if you can't draw a charge? 
I, I will say the only thing I would do is is they need to figure out what the difference is between a collision charge and a landing charge because I think that's Ooh. those are two different things. And I know for uh, some of your listeners may know, but Steve Nash was an expert at drawing the landing charge where the guy would already be in the air and he'd get in right before the guy was like on his way down and he'd draw a charge like as the guy was sort of falling down, like he would time it perfectly. And usually guards do that if they're like rotating late. And I think the NBA has a big, like the jaw thing, he just tried to out jump AD and he like, you know, landed badly trying to land on him. So that's just an unfortunate situation. But <clears throat> even like, I'm the guy who's always saying like the charge where the guy runs into the player and then he kicks it out to a wide open three and the refs call that a charge. I was like, even that charge is stupid. I was just like, just play on. It's just, it's just a good, good driving kick or whatever, but you can't ban it because then it's impossible to play defense against a bunch of teams. You better let his hand check then. You got you to gotta bring hand checking <laughs> back or bring back his own defense. Take away the, the defense of three seconds or something like you can't. It's just it's a it's a dumb thing to advocate for, and I think it's too extreme of a reaction, kind of like the Kawhi landing zone thing. Like when when he got hurt, the league made it like, oh, now you can never can now now it's like really really hard to contest three point shooters without getting in their landing zone or touching them. So it's like, don't overreact to it. It's unfortunate. I feel bad for Ja. I feel bad for for Giannis, but like don't don't overreact to it. These are normal basketball plays that are happening. Right, Jordan. I think to uh, you know Vinay's point, especially the uh, sliding under a player while he's already in the air, that has to be banned. That needs to be a flagrant, it, and that'll change a lot of things because that's where guys are getting hurt. To be honest, you know. So I think that changes everything, and that kind of is similar to uh, sliding under a guy contesting a three point shot, right? Um, you know, it's unfortunate because like it is hard to defend already, but at the same time, it's like if I'm up in the air, dude, and I jump at the free at the free throw line and you slide underneath me mm-hmm. to take a charge, like that should not be a charge, dude. Like I'm already in the air making my free my making my shot attempt. You know what I mean? So it's like it's tough. I think to- it's, yeah, I, I- I like to to the in, in the rule book they said he has to be in legal guarding position before he elevates. So I think the refs are just missing that. Yeah, the point. it's in the, it the rule be. book says says that. So, but go ahead. No, you're right, dude. They are they're obviously missing it. Like that's what that's the problem with this thing. That's the problem with basketball officiating and basketball, dude. It's it's so many uh, objective calls, dude. Like <laughs> it could be one thing or another. It it is what it is. Uh, you know, college officiating is even worse than than the NBA, if you can imagine that. But I, it's it's just hard to like be like, okay, we can't, we have to ban the charge. Like, like, okay, how do you play weak side defense? Right, you know I mean? <laughs> unless you have like a like three Hakeem Olajuwon's on the floor, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you can't play a weak side defense at that point. So it's just it's it's unfortunate that the injuries are happening. But I do think that like, if you're in the act of shooting, you're in the air, a defender slides under you. That has to be a uh, offensive uh, defensive foul. Yeah. I just like banning the charge. I was joking. I was like, well, where does it stop? Don't just stop there. Like, you know, ban setting screens because you know, people can get hurt and get their shoulder dislocated, you know, 
Well, I mean, the, the, Warriors, the Warriors are infamous for sending uh, <laughs> screens, dude, offensive screens. Yeah, just like it was just my, you know, it's a physical activity. You know, you know, things happen. You know, that's just a, it happens when you play sports. It's one of the the, the risks. Um, that sounds cold, but I know you want to player safety is a thing, but, you know, the offense has so many advantages already in, in the NBA. Bat. You've got to give the defense something. Um, and the King said it best. The chart it gives the offensive players something to think about. Like, you know, am I gonna pick up a foul, get a turnover, I can get hurt. Um, you know, those are things that weigh when you have to drive. Um Yeah, but King isn't thinking about Giannis when he said that. I mean the only the only thing, the only the, there's the two adjustments I can stomach where there's a bit of a compromise. Um, but the way these athletes are, I, I maybe put the charge circle out a little bit more. Uh that's probably one thing I could do. Sure. Other thing is um to, you know, maybe have players kind of check and guess it is if, you know, you do do that thing where they're already in the air and you step under there and the replay can deem it or whatever, you know, it's a flagrant. Yeah. You know, I think I think those are two realistic and, and, and you know, feasible compromising adjustments that I could see to it. But, like, just banning the charge is just, you know, those – uh, <laughs> it just sounds like it just – it's just when you think about the concept of, like, hey, we're going to take away – the ability. It still doesn't even eliminate injuries, dude. You know what I mean? Because, like, if what you said, Jason, were the banning of, like, Giannis jumped before Kevin Love slid underneath, he still got hurt. Doesn't take away from the fact that he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, some people didn't think about it more because, like, hey, I don't want to get a flagrant. You know, the charge cycles out. They might hit. He's not going to call his charge. So that's that. That's where I'm thinking. Like it would adjust the thinking towards taking a charge is what I'm saying. Yeah. I kind of like how the um, the NFL like we're not going to ban kickoffs. But we're going to put the move the moving five yards in front so there's more touchbacks. There's less. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of the thought process behind moving the charge. Like that's yeah. Because I thought I thought the reason why they cha- they made that landing zone rule obviously because Kawhi got knocked out of that series because of it was because they wanted to make it so that you would think twice about trying to contest a guy who's already in the air. Right. That's what, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's think same, about it. Yeah. Let's see, think about well, that. If you ban the charge, think about it. If you ban the charge, I could actually make the argument that it's going to lead to more fights in the NBA because defensive <laughs> players are going to be like, I can't take a charge, so now now I have to now we got to wrestle. Yeah, so I got a foul, so it's not an A one. I got a foul. I got to attack the the point of attack. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just that's that's not a good. I mean, I'm okay with it because in '90s basketball, that's what it was like. They would just fight <laughs> each other anyway. So it's, you guys could go out and do it, but the modern fans not gonna like it when LeBron's freight training people <laughs> like to the ribs. So yeah, be careful what you what you ask for. Yeah. Man, that was heat. Love this episode. Make sure you follow RIP Kings, bruh. Make sure you follow Jordan Rules, TSP. Make sure you follow V. Kill him. Tap into his spaces with Raj on playback. Not or his live rooms on playback during Laker games. Are you guys doing one for game two? Uh, yeah. So Raj doesn't watch, but you can you get you can find us at Lakers Detail on the live stream on YouTube okay, okay. or whatever. Just if you follow me, you'll see it. Don't even worry about it. So make sure you follow V. Kill him. Tap in with him. A lot of good content. A lot of good eye for the game. Uh, that's all. That's also my salary cap guy. When I have a question about. <laughs> Who the yeah. Lakers can sign and what they can't pay a guy. <laughs> I okay, can, I, can I say one thing? Well, yeah. one last thing about that. Everybody, like, I just saw today somebody say Utah, Utah Jazz uh executive says Austin oh. Reeves is worth a hundred million dollars. Look, man, look, because I know some GMs listen to this pod. All right. Look, if you're gonna give Austin Reeves a hundred, I want to see you write an offer sheet and give Austin Reeves a hundred million dollars before you go out and start saying something. The Lakers can match anything that he gets. 
but it's just like people just throw numbers out there and the Laker fans get like, oh my God, we're not going to be able to afford him. Like Jeannie loves Austin. She loves Austin and and he's stepping up. So if somebody thinks he's worth a hundred million dollars, more power to him, man. Like, like that's, he's earned that money. So then the Lakers can match it if they want, but don't be worried about it. Lakers can find a way to keep him for sure if they want to. There it is. By the great, that's a great way to end the pod, man. Keep Austin Reeves a Laker. No Caruso repeat, even though no, they please lucked up. No. <laughs> you know, they scout, they're not, I'm not even gonna say lucked up. They scouted themselves into a better version <laughs> of Caruso. Um man, you guys tap in, be safe. Um, and we are out of here. <laughs>